Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of John, verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 14, if you want to read along. Uh, chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. Hear the word of the Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So I always want to uh, give us a framework of uh, what what we are learning together and where it happens in scripture and where it happens in the liturgical calendar because it, it matters. So today is the sixth Sunday of Easter. And although Jesus did not um, have this discourse or this lesson um, in the Easter season or post-resurrection season, we look at it and find new meaning in what Jesus is telling us, knowing where we are in the story so Easter is six weeks behind us, but next week is Ascension Sunday. So Jesus died once at his crucifixion, and he was resurrected and lives again, and, and walks and eats and heals and teaches and uh, visits uh, one another. And if it is a true resurrection, he will not die again, right? So his friend Lazarus, who was resurrected from the dead, lives and breathes and, and celebrates and eats with his sister Mary and Martha, but there will be a day when Lazarus dies uh, an earthly death again. But Jesus has conquered death, and so he is preparing to be ascended into heaven. Now that's next week's sermon, but I wanted to let you know where we are, and we're between resurrection and the ascension. Now, Jesus uh, is about to leave them once again. He left them for three days in the tomb, and um, we saw what happened when he left them in death for three days. Some of them went back to work as fishermen. Some of them went into hiding, um, and he is preparing them. He says, I'm, go I'm going to leave, but don't panic. Do not be troubled. He said that uh, in this scripture today and in uh, last week's scripture, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't worry. Don't panic. Do any of you remember the first time your parents left you at home? There's probably a lot of latchkey kids in here, our Gen Xers and millennials, but do you remember the first time your parents left you at home? No? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Some more truth-telling happening. <laughs> 
Well, I, I remember, you know, if um, mom or dad had to leave, they gave instructions, right, to keep us safe and, and don't panic. I'm just going to the store. I'll be right back. Don't answer the door. Don't answer the phone. Instructions before they left. And they said, I'm coming back. Don't panic. So the, the scriptures that we're reading in this section of the Gospel of John, chapter 13, 14, um, it's Jesus' final discourse last instructions before he leaves. Don't panic. Here's the instructions. I'm going to leave, but I'll be back. His second coming. So in the final discourse, he, he's saying, uh, you know, I've been with you for three years. We've been walking together, healing together, eating together. You've seen me, but here are the, the most important things before I leave you once again. First of all, do not be troubled. He says, I'm leaving, but you will not be abandoned. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. I'm going to send you somebody. And we're going to find out who the somebody is in two weeks at Pentecost. Um, I don't want to spoil that, but it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but he says, I'm going to give you an advocate. And in some scriptures it says, I'm going to give you a comforter. Some scriptures um, it says, uh, um, Oh, my mind just blanked. But on, on different scriptures, uh, different translations, uh, there, there are different words for who is going to come in Jesus' absence. Because he's not going to leave us abandoned or orphaned. He sends a helper. That is not restricted by the body. Holy Spirit can be anywhere as a comforter, as an advocate, um, as, as a Holy Spirit, one who intercedes. But in this last discourse, before Jesus leaves, he says, do not be troubled. And most important thing, um, if you want to be with me, if you want to remain with me and abide with me um, and in my teachings, do this. Follow my commandments. Now, um, there is a new commandment. He says in chapter 13, if you happen to have your Bible still open, chapter 13, verses 34, Jesus says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you, love, if you have love for one another. Now, we've heard the word love over and over and over again so far, and you may think that it's not Mother's Day, it's Valentine's Day, as much as we're talking about love. But uh, we only read, I think, nine verses uh, for today's scripture, and in those nine verses, love or loved is said eight times. Again, it's, it's the final discourse, it's the last instruction, and even in this little uh, snippet, it's very, very dense with love. I'm beginning to think that's important to Jesus. And if it's important to Jesus, it should be important to us. Now, I want us to, to think about why is Jesus uh, hammering in love as a new commandment. So the word sin, um, the, the Greek word for sin, is very much like um, a word in, in archery. It is hamartia, and it means to miss the mark. So you imagine yourself a bullseye. And sin means you miss the bullseye. You've missed the mark. So we think of uh, the bullseye as God's own heart. God wants us to be aligned and to see God's heart. God's heart uh, radiates towards each of us, God's children. And when we are centered and focused on God's heart, uh, we are on the mark. But when we sin... We miss the mark, right? 
And, and it's hard to get the mark dead center if we have strayed away from God. It makes it a little bit more difficult. And it makes it very difficult to hit the mark, to be centered on God's heart if we're not even focused on God. And Jesus says, uh, if you want to be in me and I in you and I am in the Father, and if you want the Father in you, this is very Trinitarian, by the way. He says, do this, love. So we don't have to speculate about what it takes to hit God's heart dead center, to not miss the mark. It is to love. Now, I, I think of um, another way of thinking this is, is like alignment, alignment. I, I don't, I'm not feeling great about the, the, the language of hitting the mark or missing the mark with archery. I think of alignment. And I think of alignment in two ways. If we want to be uh, in, in the heart of God and in Jesus in, invited into our heart, we need to align with what Jesus is doing and what he is commanding us to do. And I think of alignment, um, feeling the presence of Jesus after he has ascended. What do we do? Um, on Mother's Day, I was thinking of uh, the motherly figures in my life and my grandmother and my mother. And I, I try to think of when do I feel like they are with me? When do I feel that they are present even though they are not here? My grandmother passed a um, long, long time ago. I think I was in middle school. But I remember her and the shape of her body and the way her apron was tied to her and how flour was up to her elbows when she made uh, homemade buttermilk biscuits. Do you ever have grandma that made buttermilk biscuits with you? I could smell the flour and the shortening, not shortening, shortening. And she says, don't, don't mess with the dough, you'll make it tough, you just kind of slap it together. But when I eat homemade biscuits, I've only attempted to make grandma's biscuits twice and I failed, but when I participate in, in trying to make biscuits or eating homemade buttermilk biscuits, I feel aligned and I remember my grandmother very richly, right? Or my mother, who is, who is still alive, she lives in Columbia about two hours away, uh, so we are apart, we are apart, just like Jesus is about to be apart from his disciples. But when I eat food that reminds me of home, when I eat kimchi, even in restaurants, I feel like our hearts are aligned. I feel like my mother is with me. So there are things that uh, we can do to feel aligned with one another, those who are not with us. And Jesus says, I'm not going to be with you, but don't be troubled, don't panic. If you want to be, abide with me, aligned with me, if you want to be aligned with the heart of God, do this, follow my commandments, which is to love. Another way that I think of um, kind of alignment or not missing the mark, my husband and I, we are not bird watchers, I guess. We're bird noticers. <laughs> you know, you know if, if, if we see something fluttering, we're like, what is that? You know, and, and there's about a handful that we can recognize, you know, a woodpecker or an owl or, um, you know, a wren, a mockingbird. I know about five. That's about the extent of my bird knowledge. But we point them out to each other. Hey, it's, it's a red-tailed hawk. And, and, you know, one of us will be pointing to it. It's right there. I don't see it. 
it's right there on the trunk, on the, I don't see it. What do you do? They said, come here, stand where I am standing and look where I am looking. There it is. That is um, what it means, I think, to abide, to be aligned, to hit the mark. We have to stand where Jesus stands. We have to align our heart with where Jesus' heart is. And he tells us, there's no speculation. He says, if you want this, if you want to abide with me, do this. And, and it's almost mathematical. If you love me, if then, if A plus B equals C, right? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love Jesus, you will do as Jesus says. And Jesus says, I will give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Just as I have loved you, that is agape love. It is sacrificial, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes we um, put others in front of ourselves. Agape love is um, not jealous of one another. Agape love is all the things that uh, we hear about in 1 Corinthians 13. But very mathematical, if you love me, he's pointing to his heart, to God's heart. If you love me, you will do as I have commanded. You will keep my commandments, which is to love. And they say, how will we know that it's you? I always share uh, this with um, teenagers, ask me this more than any adult or child. How do I know um, if Jesus is with me? I want to experience Jesus. I want to know God is with me. How do I know? What does it feel like? If we want to be aligned with the heart of God and have that feeling of he's here, we have to, we have to do as Jesus did say as Jesus said, and we have to love as Jesus loved. And we'll speak more on this because, you know, uh, I want you to come back next week and the week after to hear about the ascension and the Holy Spirit and what it feels like. But it, it's not quite like you're gonna see the physical presence of Jesus right beside you. He has ascended, but you will feel the Holy Spirit. And the best way that I can describe it is like a little squinch, a heart squinch. When you are aligned with God's heart, when you do as uh, God has commanded, which is to love as Jesus has loved, you feel it. It's not a, a, a visible thing that you can set your eyes on. It is something that you feel that is disembodied, the Holy Spirit that comes and goes. So as we go forth from here, ask yourselves, do I love Jesus? If you love Jesus, you will keep his commandments. Do not be troubled. It may be hard work, but you will not have to do it alone. The Holy Spirit comes and intercedes and teaches us and says, this is how to love. Step just a little bit this way, a little bit, little bit more to the left, and you will see the heart of God. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we are grateful for you that not only you gave your life on our behalf, you opened a pathway back to God's heart, you promised us resurrection and redemption. We give thanks to you that we do not have to wonder 
how to find you, how to invite you into our hearts. You tell us to love, to love one another, and to love you. And we give thanks for the gift of the Holy Spirit that guides us and directs us and points to you. Lord God, we are most grateful. And it is in your Son's name we pray. Amen.